Welcome to the Just Geronda Experience. My name is Geronda, founder of the Just Geronda program. I'm a psychic medium, oracle, and life transformation mentor. I help people connect with spirit and get themselves all the way together. This space is for everyone ready to rewrite their life story and all are welcome. I'll beam into your mind with channel messages from my spirit team, authentic heartfelt interviews, and stories about my journey from despair to declare, all meant to inspire you, shift your perspective, and break free from patterns that no longer serve you. This is my heart and my life and soul's mission. I'm excited you're here. Let's do this. Hey guys, a couple of questions that I've been getting regarding the season of loneliness. One question that was emailed to me, how long does your season of loneliness last? The real answer to that, the 100% raw answer, however long it needs to last for you to recognize what is holding you back and like why you keep attracting the type of energy you're attracting. I wish I had an answer for you guys, a definitive answer, but each person's journey is different. But you will definitely know when you've entered it. Trust me. Okay. Another question that was emailed to me. What steps should I take during the season of loneliness? That's a really, really good question. And shout out to M in Georgia who sent that to me. The first steps that you typically want to take when you're in your season. You want to start evaluating relationships and situations that you dread things that are not bringing you joy, things that are not making you happy. A little bit later in this episode, I'm going to give you a certain situation. And in the next coming episodes, we'll talk about different situations that happen during the season of loneliness. So the main thing is for you to stop, take a breath, and understand why you're there, okay? There has to be something that's putting you there, whether like again like I keep reiterating whether it's relationships people situations and things okay remember as you're sitting there and you're alone you have nothing but time idle time that's going to play on your head you're going to self-sabotage yourself a lot because you're trying to figure out like why you're going through it and what's going on am I okay like you'll have all these false fear narratives that will start situating themselves around you Your job in the situation is to be the root with your root boots and just start assessing them. I didn't say because some people and I am one of them. I will overanalyze things. And here's the thing. The answer to your question is going to be the simplest answer. The questions that you're going to ask yourself during this time, the simplest answer that comes to you, like it's going to be like a light brisk answer. Okay, that's your answer. But typically because of the way we're conditioned in our minds, we think that it has to be like an overcomplicated answer. In reality, it's not that way. It should be easy. It should be able to flow through you. Yes, like I said, their life is not easy. I'm not saying that we're going to be able to kumbaya and meditate our way to having our bills paid because like literally takes go down to the uh, power company, meditate for a few minutes and see if that bill still ain't going to be there. Open your eyes, come to guess what? The bill's still there. Okay. <laughs> but the, the steps that I'm teaching you is teaching you how to cope, how to navigate your energy and how to make sure that you are choosing the best reaction. So in three to six years, when karma starts returning, however fast your universal bank is set up, you want to make sure that you're having good energy and everything's going to be OK. 
That's what the season of loneliness is for. It's also time for you to grow a backbone pretty much. And I didn't say you got to go yell at people and break up and be all dramatic with it. I'm saying season of loneliness are meant for growth. Okay. And when you don't grow, what happens? You stunt your growth. You're stuck. You'll never get through it. Then when you finally start growing and recognizing your mistakes and just owning, taking ownership of your mistakes, you start an ascension process. You start ascending to the next levels of where your soul and where your spirit is meant to be. That's what the season of loneliness is meant for. The next question, well, you're, <laughs> you're saying all this and all this, what you talking about? It's simple. When you're alone, when no, no one wants to be around you, no one wants to hang out with you, or you just feel that you've outgrown your situations. That's what it is. You mainly outgrown your situations because when you start to grow and people around you are not growing, your soul and your energy and your spirit, you're going to start vibrating on different levels, okay? And on different dimensions. You'll start wanting more. And like when you're hanging around with people that have mediocre thoughts or they're trying to hold you down and they're, they just, they're miserable, like in their lower level vibers, you're starting to vibe so high that you, you don't want to be around them. And it's not necessarily people because let me, let me reiterate. So the season of loneliness, it doesn't necessarily have to be that people don't want to hang out with you. It's that it's just that you are a high viber. I'm a high viber. And when I'm around people that have low vibe energy, it physically makes me sick. And anyone in my family can attest to this. With all this drama that's going on in my family and everything, it I physically get sick because I can't be around low vibers. And two, the thing about me with having the gifts is I can read through a person like in two seconds and I can tell just, you know, just hello, I, I am, I am, I is who I say he is. So, you know, it also makes me really sick because low vibers, you can't be friends with high vibers. That's why in the last episode, when I told you guys about this, that friend, when my family member said, when I walked in, the energy shifted, it's because I'm a high viber. And when a high viber is around somebody that's miserable and they're going, they're low viber and they just don't have the same, they're not vibing like you, there's a mismatch and there's going to be a shift in the energy and it's going to be off balance. And that's when typically a high viber, they just, they read the situation for what it is, they fill it out and they stop. And another good example is if you listen to people on TV and they're talking about other people or I'm trying to give you guys a really good example. But you hear it all the time. People be like, she just walked in the room and I don't know something about her. They always say stuff like that about people that are high. Low vibers will say things about it. Oh, she just walked in and she just thought she was the... Can you see that? Oh, there's not a problem with that person that walked in the room. The problem is with the low vibers who are not vibing high enough to be able to be on your level. Okay. And let me tell you something, when you start ascending and you start getting your stuff together and you just say, this is who I am and I love myself for me, you can go ahead and feel like you all that. You know why? Because nobody knows your journey. They don't know your testimony. They don't know what it took for you to get to where you're at. So when you're up there high vibing and you have went through an decision process and your season of loneliness, you hold your head high and don't let nobody take that from you. Because if you do, guess what? They're going to bring their little claws of low vibing around your high vibing and if you give them that in to keep their hooks in you like I told you in the early episode about the relationships and keep their hooks in you guess what they're gonna keep their hooks in guess what's gonna happen they're gonna anchor you down and bring you back and you're gonna have to go through the whole decision process again 
So, yeah, you guys definitely be careful. And with that being said, let's flow into some real world practical technical examples. So the first thing when you're going through season of loneliness, you got to make sure that you don't have people. And I hate to say this because I don't want it to be directed towards my mother and what I'm going through. You got to make sure you don't have a drama mama in your life (laughs) because it is draining And a lot of people laugh at it, but you know, sometimes you got to start looking at your creators. I mean, obviously you're made of the divine, but you got to start looking at your parents to see if any of their dysfunction has flowed into you. You cannot, you cannot listen to me, acknowledge what you've got going on until you start seeing if there was generational curses that have been pressed onto you that you subconsciously don't know that you're repeating the same pattern. And it's, y'all don't understand, it's, trust me on this, it is legit, okay? Because I'll tell you something, when I started this journey, I had to really scrub back and look at myself. Because, like, for 15 years, I didn't speak to anyone in my family. I had to leave to discover me and find me. Me being back where I'm from, it was just hurting me, it was tearing me down, I thought I had friends that were supportive of me and they were supporting me during the midst of the divorce that I had to go through. They were supporting me when we were partying and, you know, and all that stuff that you do at that age. But when I was really in my lowest, I was abandoned. And the one friend that I thought I had, she just was telling other people not to help me because I needed to be humble. To me, that's not being a friend. That's you trying to play God. That's you trying to play, manipulate situations and people around you that are weak-minded. Because when people like that feel like they have control like that, that is what makes them feel good. So with that being said, so I had to leave, talk to no one in my family. But when you draw the line and you start, you can have all these situations going around about you. You have to look back at the parents and whether, like I said, you're bringing their emotional stuff into the present if that happens you have to acknowledge it you have to confront it you have to have a conversation either with your parents and here's the thing when you have that conversation with your parents whether they receive it or not that's not the end goal the end goal is for you to give that toxic stuff and energy back to them once you have that conversation with them and you're sitting there and that conversations come out you're done you release it back to the universe You say, I'm done. You say, I'm in my season of loneliness. Spirit, I acknowledge and recognize that there is some growth that needs to happen in me. I need to acknowledge myself. I need to give myself a fair chance. That way you can flow through me and that you can show me I'm ready to enter the season with you. And you walk hand in hand in there with spirit. The spirit will recognize the spirit. Remember that. Once you've given that back to them, you're done. You can turn around, close that emotional manipulation you close that door and you walk into your purpose and you don't look back same thing you can be mama drama you can have mama you can have brother drama you can have sister drama you can have work co-worker drama you can have boss dramas and like i always said the one key thing that will always tell you if you're in the right is dread when you're dreading doing something you need to wake up and realize it because that is something to really pay attention to people dread when you're dreading something, no. Dread is another form of rejection. Rejection is just redirection. Remember that. Rejection is just redirection. It hurts. Yes, it hurts. But I promise you, when you look back at that, you'll be like, man, I'm glad that rejection helped me. Because for me, I'd actually gotten in trouble with the parking ticket, y'all. 
Because <laughs> I thought, like, you know, I was young. I was like, oh, you ain't going to pay them. How are they going to catch you? Oh, no, they catch you. And if you ain't paid, they're going to put you in jail. <laughs> so that's what happened to me. And I was just like, you know, I had done so much for my family. Like, you guys don't understand. And the fact that no one was willing to come and get me out of jail for $500, that stuck with me. I had some of them getting married and they said they couldn't afford, you know, because of the wedding. So, but yeah, I just helped your brother get out and stuff like that. You know, it's not to get into the tit for tat, but it shows you when you're in your lowest and weakest, who really is there for you. And remember what I told you, when you're in your season of loneliness, it's like chess, learn how to play chess. You got to start moving yourself. So when you get a chance to come out of that, you you come out, you execute, and you go. That's what I did. While I was sitting there in jail over a traffic ticket. They ought to be ashamed putting people in jail over a traffic ticket. But as you're sitting there, as you're sitting there in jail, you start realizing nobody's really for you. I had my sister come in and she laughed in my face because she was like, I got the money to get you out, but I'm not doing it. You know, and you know, just a whole bunch of stuff, just petty stuff. But you know, the funny thing is was when she did that, y'all, that same day, there was a, uh, a corrections officer there and she was so good to us. She, you know, it was where we, where I was, it was nothing like, it was crazy. It was like college. <laughs> now, I'm not going to say college like that, y'all, but so they were really nice there. And I actually got out that day because the corrections officer, she, I forgot what she did, but she helped me and a couple of the girls get out because we were th- just there on parking tickets. So I actually got out that day, but while I was there, I really saw who was there for me. No one. No one. That's the sad part. My so-called best friend wasn't there. None of my family that I'm that I'm helping take care of now or that I'm there for now. None of them showed up for me. None of them. That was very disappointing. Very disappointing. And I had at, up to that point, I always put myself out to do the right thing. But when it's their time to do something for me, the door was slammed in my face. If that don't wake you up in your season of loneliness, guys, I do not know what will. So in your situations, that's what I want you to focus on. When you're standing there, how to use the season of loneliness to work for you, start assessing relationship and situations. If you're in a job that you don't love, look, Geronda didn't say go quit it. Geronda said, be smart, start looking for other jobs. Then you make your exit. But when you leave that job, you do it gracefully. Don't go in there thinking you on some TV show and you can be like, I'm out, deuces. Because let me tell you, Remember I told you, you're planning bad karma because sooner or later, it'll come back around and it'll get you because you never know when you have to cross that bridge again. So that's what I want you guys to get out of this. Start making life plans for you. When you get out of the season, it's going to show you spirit is testing those that are around you. It's going to show you who's for you and who's against you. Make your decisions and make your demands. And then when you do, if they don't respond to you, you've got to make that choice and get out of it. Make your plan move, okay? Those are pretty much most of the situations. I mean, like I said, this can be anything. If you have a fear of, because I know a lot of people that have fears of physicians and things like that, don't let that fear hold you back because nine times out of 10, when you're when you're afraid of things, half the stuff that you're fearing, it, you're manifesting it. It's like you're making it up, but here's the thing. Be careful with that manifestation, what I told you guys. Remember, if your intent is aligned with what you want to happen, it'll happen. That's why you always, whenever you're saying things, you're just freaking out. You don't don't put intent there. Because when you root that into your root boots, you have planted through Mother Earth. And guess what happens? It is a whole ecosystem. It starts planting itself and everything starts manifesting, okay? 
The good thing is when you get out of this season of loneliness, you will have cleared enough energetic rings, is what I call energetic rings, energetic rings out of your whole own solar system semi, and you'll be able to start attracting and manifesting the life you want quicker because you've gotten rid of all the old stuff. If you look at some of the biggest stars and people in Hollywood, they all had to start with a step. They had to leave behind what they were familiar with and what was anchoring them down and what was holding them back. When they did that and cut it loose, they started sailing to the top. And that's okay because, you know, reason, seasons, and teachings. So the last question that I've gotten asked, it reads, I have found people that are holding me back, yet I don't want to cut them off. What should I do? The answer to this is simple, but yet it's not. When you find people that are like that, you have to set boundaries. And I've talked about this before, but I'm going to reiterate it boundaries you have to set boundaries because if you don't set boundaries and hold their feet to the fire this is an analogy you hold their feet to the fire because if they break one boundary and you don't let them know that they broke that boundary they're going to keep breaking them and let me tell you what's going to happen ultimately they're going to keep breaking it so much that it's just going to cause a whole repeat of the actions and stuff that made you enter into a season of loneliness you have to set boundaries no matter what happens. Any good business person, and I'm going to use business as an example because it's like a real practical technical application. Any good business person, they always have policies and procedures. No matter how nice they are to you or whatever, you still have to stick to their policies and procedures. It's the same concept. You have to do the same thing when you're dealing with in- people and their energy. And especially if you're starting to try to, you know, buy like thump your way up into like becoming a high viber you have to be able to set those boundaries and if they break them then that's it here's the way i would say it with me fool me once is shame on you fool me twice is shame on me depending on the type of boundaries that you're setting and the type of person you're dealing with you get two strikes and you're out and you have to be willing to cut it off if you don't it's going to drain you it's going to make you physically sick You're going to just start dreading things and you're going to get caught up in the negativity and get engulfed in the negativity that you're not going to see it because you are now engulfed in it. And that is what's happening to you. You have to be willing to say, I'm done. This is done. I this is have to say this is so exhausting and I'm like over it. When you say stuff like that, you're going to start setting your intents and that's what's going to happen. That's what you have to do if you're not in a position to really cut them off, but yet you're thinking that you need to. Because like I said, I gave you two lists. I didn't give you a gray list or a middle list. It's either the black list or the A list. And once again, when you make the decision that people are supposed to be on it, you need to stick to it. Your your goal in this, remember, is to start do, 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 having start thumping your way up to becoming a high viber to where you don't have to thump. Instead of it going do, 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 do. It becomes easy. It's not so much as a pressure, you know, it's kind of like a heart. It's not like such, like, I hate to say, like a pressure or heart. Like, you know, when it's going, let's say, like you're exercising, your heart's going through, you know, and then you're getting it up there to get the fat loss going or whatever. Your heart's beating real fast, right? That's kind of like how it should be going in season of loneliness. It should be going like that. Like you got your heart going really, really boom, 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 boom. Because slowly but surely you're starting to weed yourself out. Things that no longer serve you, right? Waves. You know, then as you're starting to weed it out, it starts slowing down. 
Now, this is how I see things because I have a visual and how spirit shows me to tell you, tell you guys things. However, it's not going to happen that fast. It's going to it's it's the whole thing is like an analogy. OK, so that's what you have to remember. And yes, the funny thing is I have another question. How do you see these angel wings and all this? You imagine it. If you're not blessed with gifts of spirit, imagine it. You remember, guys, you got to go back to when you were kids, guys, like really stop and listen. Go back to when you were kids. Remember when you were kids and you would sit there and draw all day and you zone out and make all the nice things for mom and dad and you'd really be zoned out. Right. But as you're drawing, you can imagine all like I'm drawing the flowers for this house and this is our playground. As you, think about it, guys, as you're drawing it and you're talking about it, you start visualizing it. It's, it's like it's happening and I'm making this flower this is the swing set that me, me and my brother, we're going to play on it. And this is the car that we drive. Think about it, guys. When back then, when you were coloring and stuff, that's what you did, right? You had to visualize it. You have to do the same thing with all this spirit work, all this self-adjustment work, this realigning, the reawakening that's happening with you. You have to start visualizing it. Because if you visualize it, you, you start believing what you're saying. You start knowing that this is where I'm going and nothing's stopping me. That's what I want for you with all the spiritual work that we're doing and with your season of loneliness. In the next episode, we're going to start aligning a few more life situations. And then we're going to start aligning some of your future steps. And we're going to go from there. All right, guys, it's that time for me to be my way back out your minds. Until next time, go beyond naming it and claiming it. Live it.